0: Hey there, it's happy hour Friday and welcome back Bears fans to another episode of the CHGO Bears podcast presented by Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000 and what is up everyone? I am so excited to be here. I'm your host today, Will DeWitt, and I just want to thank you for joining us as we continue counting down to Bears camp. Nick is here. Happy Friday, sir.
1: What is the drink of choice here on this happy hour Friday? Yeah, so I'm taking the drink that they gave us at, after the Big Ten 10K, a Bell's Lighthearted Ale. I saved it for this specific moment, Will. We'll crack it open, get the nice sound in there. Hopefully it doesn't fizz up or anything. That would be terrible. Hey, okay, solid, solid. But yeah, this is one I've definitely had before, but after the 10K, Will, it's like just a weird thing. You have brats and beer after running and sweating. I guess you could do it, but it just wasn't for me.
0: I understand. I feel like if if I just ran multiple miles, I would want water in my body. <laughs> I feel like I would yeah. turn into a raisin if I had beer. It would just <laughs> like dehydrate me. Like maybe I'd turn into like some will jerky or something of that nature. But I've had that beer. It's really good. Uh, I enjoy it a lot. I'm just doing water. Uh, the baby got sick a few days ago. My wife fell into it, and now I'm starting to feel kind of oh. those achies. Yeah, so we're going to just stick with water, stay hydrated, and hopefully uh, it doesn't really deteriorate from here. But I'm excited. We have a lot to get to again here today, just like yesterday. I had a lot of fun breaking down the Bears secondary with you. Today we're going to focus on the Bears linebackers. Uh, but, Nick, before we get into that main, you know, meat and potatoes of today's show, uh, I have two intro topics Uh, that I wanted to kind of discuss. And I'm going to leave it up to you. Do we want to start with the positive or the negative?
1: Ooh, let's start with the negative. Where
0: are we going here, Will? All right, so I'm going to go with Keyshawn Johnson because I saw a clip over on ESPN where, you know, he said that the Bears roster, like this roster sucks. And you know what? I That's been the national narrative. And, And I get that. And that did not bother me. But as I'm watching this thing, The man said, and I quote, that they only have two or three players on this team that can start on another roster, like on another team. Like, no way! Like, are you kidding me? Only two or three players on this entire Bears roster can start somewhere else? I thought that was bogus, and I just wanted to at least bring it up here to kind of nip that in the bud, because yet again, I think that's the national narrative taking it a little too far, rubbing some salt in the wounds here, and, I think everyone agrees we don't have the best roster in the league. We know that this is a work in progress, but by no means are there only two or three players in this entire roster that can start another team. Darnell Mooney can start another team. Roquan Smith, you know, Justin Fields can, David Montgomery. The list can go on. Like there are starters on this team. Let's not act like there's just a whole team of backups here, like the replacements going out here and playing Chicago Bears football. That's not the case.
1: No, it's not, Well, and look, we're – july 15th right there's been nothing really done from the end of the like the offseason where actually moves are happening till now so I, i don't know to go to that far to say something like that it's like we we just need training camp and actual games to be played because again there's nothing to talk about and now the bears barely have any uh reliable players that can be on other teams and start for them but hey it is what it is once games start to get played we see how this team actually shapes up then hopefully that narrative will change and we'll see some some players actually make plays and step up and prove that, hey, there are some young quality players on the Spur's football team. OK, so real
0: quickly, this was not planned. I think this would be a really fun, quick and I mean, really quick exercise. I'm going to say a name. You just say yes or no in terms of could they start on another team in this league? Just to prove how quickly you can get past two or three. You, you down for this? Let's go. All right. Can Byron Pringle start? And starting wide receiver would be like the top three, I would assume. Yeah, as a number three, you sure can. Yes. So Darnell Mooney could as well, I'm assuming.
1: Yep. Uh, Cody Whitehair? There are some teams that can use a left guard, and Cody Whitehair can can start for you. Lucas Patrick? Question mark? Yeah, I think there are teams that have a, a worse situation at center than the Bears do, but yes. Cole Komet, Justin Fields, David Montgomery?
0: All yeses. Travis Gibson.
1: He he can. I think he can too as well. Justin Jones, Robert Quinn,
0: Nicholas Mario, Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson, Jaquan Brisker, Eddie Jackson, Kyler Gordon. Like, come on. Like,
1: There's a lot of guys. I mean, and it's not like, okay, starters or high level start. They could be a bottom end. Like, they're, still, you can find guys. And all those people that you mentioned, if you look at another roster, like, yep, he would probably be the best one. Maybe, again, low end. But still, it, it doesn't. Fit exactly what uh, Keyshawn was saying blew my mind,
0: and I, I just wanted to again draw attention to this, and uh, just because we, we we did it with Lewis Riddick like a month ago around very similar, but when he took it to that step, like I wasn't even gonna mention this, and then when I heard that specifically, I was like, nope, that's getting added. Nope. It has to be mentioned here on this show because I wanted to take this time to focus on a really strong positive. And that's the Darnell Mooney story from Dan Pompey of The Athletic. Such a tremendous story. If you haven't caught it yet, please, and I mean please give it a read, it would, it'll would it tell you everything you need to know about Darnell Mooney, the person, the man behind the player, and really the player that he is wanting to become. And I know I told you I read it, and you were like, oh, let me give this a look. And you know, I put some strong words in there about how awesome it was in our chat. What did you take away from it? Obviously... Perhaps mine is just his work. I think I'll get into some of those details, but what were like? What were like your just biggest impression? Like after reading that, like I was glued to the screen, just going through that thing, and I read it a few times because it's it's a tremendous piece overall by Dan, and I just wanted to give him props for it. But overall, like what I learned about Darnell Mooney, even though he's one of my favorite players in this team, I think it just takes it to another level.
1: I think you get a better understanding of Darnell Mooney like I did not know like how young he was when he lost his dad and how that helped fuel him and what he still had to go through in the aftermath of all of that so you get a better understanding of him there but and, and just how he's driven being somebody that hasn't gone out and bought any luxurious kind of thing still driving the 2016 Dodge Challenger that he had in high school says a lot about him and anything and well i'm glad you brought it up because it was on the docket to read later anything that dan pompey writes you should read at some point because he's mm-hmm. that fantastic um but even like in the writing aspect of it how he kind of learned it like it was like geometry or math or whatever he kind of put lines throughout it, like he's understanding it and towards the end of it he kind of full circle that's what a good writer does but you just get such a better indication of how tough Darnell Mooney is playing the 968 snaps I believe only five other wide receivers were, were on the field more than him so Darnell Mooney the Bears are so fortunate to have a guy like that and you know he has a chip on his shoulder being a fifth round draft pick but I'll, I'll let you share what you thought about it, but I'm glad we're talking about it because if you haven't read it yet just you know you can even take a little break from this podcast and go read it and come back here because it is that damn good.
0: Yeah, seriously. I would not be offended if he hit the pause. Like, all right, guys, you sold me. Let me read it and I'll come back. Like, you're not going to hurt my feelings really at all. Uh, you mentioned the game. He's uh, like slowing down for him a bit. It, it took a few years until it happened in college. And he said that this is the offseason where he feels like it's happening yet again. Like, He's seeing the geometry of his routes. Mm-hmm. He sees the football field kind of like a grid, and he understands like leverage and angles. And to a higher degree, uh, the ball's coming very slow to him right now. Like things are at a really good point. Nick, have you ever seen The Matrix?
1: I've I've seen it like once, and that's about it. I'm not someone that's rewatched it. So it reminded me of Neo,
0: like at the end of the first Matrix, when he finally understands who he is as like the one. And he just sees like all the code of the Matrix and he can just do whatever he wants now from that point mm-hmm. on. Like he's in God mode because he just understands the reality in which he's in. And he can see it now. And that's what it felt like reading like Darnell Mooney. Like, oh, yeah, like I, I can see things and everything's moving slow because that's what happened. Like they're in the fight and he's just like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it's just happening ultra slow to him. So maybe Neo uh, will be uh, a name. I'll, I'll keep to myself because it doesn't make much sense. Other Unless you like my reference here. But no, like... With Darnell Mooney, like we already know he had a high work ethic coming out of college. We heard about the jug machine and like, oh, that's so cool. Like he bought one of them. And I like that he also bought one for the high school that he played at. So when he goes down there to visit, he also has a jug machine that he can use over there and the kids get to use it. So it's great to give back to the community that he came from. Uh, You mentioned that he played in all of those snaps, and he wants to. Like, he doesn't want to get off the field. Like, yeah. they're like, "Hey, come on out, take a breathe." There's like, "Nope, I'm staying on the field. I want to be out here," and that's why this offseason, in the article, they outlined some of that. I'm gonna say insane cardio work to kind of combat that in-game fatigue, running multiple miles, sprinting more than two miles straight. Can you do that, Nick?
1: Uh, I probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> I'd be somewhere <laughs> in the hospital breathing, trying to breathe. But yeah, that's that's Darnell Mooney though.
0: And then in terms of like the mental stuff, when Mm -hmm. they're not like in receiver meetings and the quarterbacks are meeting, like he can typically like just hang out, chill, relax, but he's like, no, no, no. I mean, I want to be in the quarterback meeting because I want to speak the same language as Justin. I want to understand the game through their lens, their perspective. So I can be better for my quarterback. It's just the work ethic in terms of what he does for his body and his mind. It's top level stuff. And it really blew me away. And, in terms of like where he wants to go, I was, I can't believe he used the, you know, Aaron Donald as like an impression, like as in guess. Like a person he's like wanting to model himself after, obviously two different positions, but when people talk about Aaron Donald, like, you know, like who he is in terms of like the dominance that he brings to the defensive line spot in this league. And Darnell wants to be the same exact type of player, but at receiver. And I love that he holds himself to that standard and believes in himself to that degree that he expects himself to reach that, that, that sphere of players in
1: this league. The thing is too, will like he talked about the physicality that he wants to also be recognized for. And he's not the biggest guy, right? Uh, One of his coaches was saying for recruiting trips, like, Hey, you should wear, you know, two sets of sweatpants and two hoodies to make yourself look thicker. It's like, he's not the biggest guy, but yet he's, he's not afraid to put his body on the line to make that extra block, to be recognized in the same, Sphere as Aaron Donald, like you were saying, but also, but as a physical wide receiver as well. Yes, he doesn't have the 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 actual physical attributes in terms of size and weight, but he can still pack a punch when in terms of blocking and just being that kind of receiver. So, everything that you know about Darnell Mooney already, maybe on the surface levels part, this article just takes it way more in depth. So, like I said earlier, check it out on the Athletic Dan Pompey. You will not. You, you it'll be well worth your time. I'll say that
0: a hundred percent. One more note. And you just mentioned the run blocking. I loved when he was mentioning like,
1: yeah, like everyone's telling me, just get
0: down. like, don't take this extra, all these extra hits. He's like, you don't worry about me. Like, you worry about yourself and you, you stick on your block so I can make some plays happen. Like I, I like that attitude. I like that. And we've seen it on, in games and film, like he just won't go down. He's not someone that's going to go down easy on first contact and, yeah and i know the bears have brought in all these that are better blockers as well on the perimeter receiver so watch out if darnell mooney gets some extra space with his mindset right now like he can really continue his ascension and after reading it like i just believe it's going to happen how about you
1: yeah it's hard not to um and obviously it's it's, um we have to we have to see it once it comes uh, unfolds this season but when he's in you know the walter payton center at midnight just working on his his releases and doing stuff like that. And again, just trying to envision what he can do on a football field. He's got the work ethic now, hopefully this offense and this offensive line can give him time to do the things that he thinks he's capable of doing. So hopefully that all comes to fruition. We can see that in
0: 2022, man. that's just of to have like a Darnell Mooney appreciation episode. Now, after reading that article, we're <laughs> getting to talk about him a little bit with you to start off this show. I'm a, uh... Uh, I'm just giddy uh, about his potential still. And it's only year three and we've already been impressed. And I continue, I expect to continue to be uh, impressed along the way, but uh, that's all I have uh, on the top of the shows or any other final small bears topics that, you know, maybe went under my radar before we get into linebacker preview.
1: You know, what? let's answer Jordan's question here. Um, he asked us just Ooh. curious, what's a ceiling you see for Mooney. Is he capable of being a true wide receiver one? And it's like, I guess there's a, uh, how you define being a wide receiver one, being the go-to guy, the reliable guy, even last season, like there were a couple drops that he had. I think he had four on the season. So not a, a large number, but they happen at, on some third down opportunities. But I think when you look at Darnell Mooney, what he's capable of doing, he could do everything that you would want out of a number one wide receiver. He could run all the routes. He's capable of blocking. He knows how to, what to do on screens in terms of getting the yards after the catch he is becoming more and more of a complete wide receiver. And the absence, really, of Allen Robinson last season it helped him to grow in a broken offense. So to answer your question, Jordan, I think he can be. And I know maybe earlier this offseason, there was major questions I had, like, you're getting, you're not going to replace Allen Robinson and ask Darnell Moon to be number one? The more and more I rewatch some of the games, you kind of read about what he's what he's about and see what he's capable of, I think the answer is yes. He's definitely, he definitely could be the number one wide receiver on this Bears roster. But going back to Keyshawn Johnson, if he could be a starter somewhere else, I think he can be, I think he is capable of doing that. And we're really going to see what he's about this season.
0: Yeah, I agree Uh, that he can be a wide receiver one. You don't need to be six foot two, you know, big, thick physical receiver to be a team's top receiver. I mean, look at the Rams Cooper cup. You know, the Raiders, Hunter Renfro, like you don't have to be that prototypical build that people envision when they hear the term wide receiver one with Mooney and his versatility to play inside and outside, being in a non-broken offense, hopefully like things should only get better for him. And the connection that he's building with Justin off of the field, if that translates to game days, then there's no reason why he can't be Justin's wide receiver one in Chicago for years to come. I love the question. Thank you so much for asking. And you know what? Since we're already at this point of the show, Nick, I feel like before we even get into the linebacker preview and kind of this talk about we all know who uh, to start things off, I just want to let people know that the best way that they can support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use that code. CHGO, when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, You'll receive a free Shield membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker, including that sweet brand new Skyline shirt that you see on your screen right now. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHCO membership, and a free T-shirt from the Shield Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. And if you have any questions, please email PointsBet at allCHCO.com, and we'll be more than happy to help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. See an edge in the game you are watching? Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. So download the PointsBet app right now and use that promo code CHGO. And I just want to know, like, what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services.
1: All right, Chicago sports fans, your home for the best Chicago sports coverage is partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. CHGO is teamed up with? FOCO, to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Whether it's the Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, or Bulls. And I know, it's a little tough right now with Chicago sports. You're like, do I need any of these collectibles? Well, from FOCO, you really do. They'll ha- And they'll have something for everybody. For you, your kid, a friend, a loved one. They got it all for everybody. And if you're looking to get some new gear, collectibles, or accessories, FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, kids, from everything and we talked about this bobblehead so I have a couple of Marvel bobbleheads above me but you can get sports ones and swimsuits it's still summertime here in Chicago and again if you like Crocs if you're a Crocs person you can get those there too and Foco has you covered with the best Chicago merchandise of your favorite team and what you can do is you can head over to F-O-C-O dot com or click the link below in the youtube description and for all non-presale items use the promo code CHDO to get 10 percent off crocs and stash nick crocs and stash at camp i got the uh answer from stephanie um she's like hell no you better not rock a crocs and stash at training camp or you know bad things will happen I'm like all right okay We're did you gonna ruin her birthday by even bringing it up no, it wasn't ruined, but it was like, oh, now she had to think about it. Like, Nick, are you really going to do that? I'm like, I don't think so. I, I, maybe the stash, just not the crux. All
0: right. <laughs> You're listening to the CHO Bears podcast. I'm Will DeWitt, joined by my good pal, Nicholas Moriano. We discussed some uh, interesting news coming from ESPN. Eh, whatever. They can say what they want but we did also get in some good conversation with Darnell Mooney. I really enjoyed that one. And now it's time to get into what the show is all about, and that's the Chicago Bears season preview at linebacker. As you know, I like to tier off these players. So let's start with Tier 1, in which I'm calling Roquan Smith. Uh, If he's not going to get the national recognition, whether it be a Pro Bowl, an All-Pro honors, or just being recognized on some of these lists uh, that people are putting out there, that i'm going to do him some you know service here and he's deserving of his own tier and really when you look at the rest of the linebackers and like their capabilities it's Roquan Nicholas Morrow, and then it kind of goes down pretty drastically from there. And there's a pretty decent gap between Smith and uh, Nicholas as well. But let's start off with Roquan. You know, Mr. Underrated overlooked himself. Roquan Smith had himself another seller year for the Bears last season. Uh, He finished top 10 in tackles among linebackers with 111. That was eighth in the NFL. He led all linebackers in stops, according to PFF. He had 67 of those last year. What the heck does a stop mean? Uh, according to PFF, that means the player made a tackle that constitutes as a failure for the offense. Uh, I think leading that court category is quite impressive. Uh, so, Nick, we've been covering Roquan for years now. We know what we have in him. He's a sure tackler that really does it all. Excellent in coverage. He can crash down, make plays near at, and behind the line of scrimmage, and he has superior range on the field. I just want to know, honestly, because... We know who he is as a player, but do you believe that the Bears' new defensive scheme can actually make Roquan, dare I say,
1: better? I think you look at the success of a guy like Darius Leonard and you project it to a Roquan Smith, and the answer would be yes, uh, given that he's going to be around the football. A lot like he was in the other defenses, but now going to year five, a contract year for Roquan Smith, I think there is still a lot of potential for him to replicate those numbers but even be better maybe in that turnover category but the thing is what what will translate over what darius leonard does so well that roquan smith also does it's at sideline to sideline speed but also the ability to drop in zone coverage especially on underneath routes and you're going to have play this cover two defense it's going to be middle of the field open so that's where roquan smith is going to be huge In that aspect and he does have the ability to drop back in coverage his best game coverage wise was against cincinnati even take out the pick six will which will definitely boost up the grade you watch all the other things he was doing in that game and it really correlated to why that was his best game in coverage so he does have an opportunity to take his game to a next level specifically because this defense it's gonna revolve around a roquan yes the defensive line has to help him out with that but Roquan Smith in this defense has the potential to, I'm not going to say quite replicate what Darius Leonard was doing because he honestly is an athletic freak in terms of turnovers, but the hundred plus yard tackling games or seasons, the ability to be in the right place at the right time. That's what Roquan Smith has consistently done. And I think it'll, you know, just repeat itself here in 2022.
0: I mean, there were games where it felt like he did get a hundred tackles. I'll give you that. Yeah, True. But no, you mentioned like the turnover takeaways being the one area that he can still drastically maybe improve because it is something that, I mean, he's had an interception at least one every season, uh, but, you know, getting more forced fumbles or fumble recoveries. And heck, if you can have more multiple interception seasons, uh, I think we'd be both be happy for it. And I, I know you're drawn to comparison, you know, with Leonard and Indy. I feel like if the defense is going to emphasize those turnovers more so than Roquan's ever been used to. I mean, there's a chance that this is an area of his game that he can make some headway. And if he does, you know, those plays are the highlight plays, the ones that go on. I'll say it one more time, ESPN. And once that happens, then you get that national recognition, the buzz, the eyeballs. And then perhaps you won't fly under the radar any longer, Uh, although I don't think he ever has here. Actually, in Chicago, like I said, we know what we have in Roquan. And yeah, I mean, that's why we don't even have to have a big conversation on him. Like I have some more questions that pertain with him, but I don't know. Is there any other, I guess, frames of mind that we should have around number 58 this year? He's just so damn good. And, you know, maybe we take it for granted to a degree, but I just expect good things. And I I know that he just does everything well, super versatile. And he's just a, you know, an overall good guy to have here on this defense.
1: Yeah. Some other things I just want to mention about Roquan and where his game can maybe expand this season in Maddie Rifluse's defense, and gonna give credit to Benjamin Solak from the Ringer, he had a great article about why Darius Leonard was so successful. In Maddie Rafluse's defense, they love to have the defensive line run those stunts. And what that does, it opens up the line, uh, the offensive line to second level pressures. We know Roquan Smith has blitzed the, you know here and there throughout his time in the NFL, but this could be a season too where we see more of that because of the defensive front that the Bears are gonna run. And Darius Leonard was somebody that could get to the quarterback, was able to get some of those sacks. Now I think with this defense that the Bears are going to be running, I think you'll see a little bit more opportunities for Roquan Smith to also increase his numbers in that regard. He also had a sack in that game against Cincinnati. He came off, he looked like he was covering the slot, disguised it perfectly, and at the snap was able to go and get Joe Burrow. So you might see him just increase his production there. And the only other thing to maybe if I have reservations, and again, going to those turnovers, Again, making those comparisons again, like Darius Leonard is listed at 6'2, 34 and three fourth or 38 inch arms. So he's he's a rangier linebacker where Roquan's at 6'1 with 32 inch arms. Those hey, two inches makes a difference there, Will. So when you're at <laughs> when you're dropping back in coverage and you can play it perfectly, but yet it's just that little two inch grab where you're able to kind of go over in the middle of the field and make that interception. Roquan doesn't have the physical attributes, but where he could make up for that is in speed. Going back to the combine, he ran a 4-5 Roquan. Darius Leonard was at four-seven-one. So Roquan knows his defense can get there quicker than despite the lack of size. he could still He's still capable of making those plays, but that's what makes a guy like Darius Leonard such an athletic freak where he uses his ability to recognize offensive plays plus his size and range. He's able to get all these interceptions, able to force a fumble out, but Roquan is right there in that realm in terms of the ability to make plays, sideline to sideline speed, but I just also want to put that out there if we don't see maybe those turnovers kind of happen. He's capable of it, but I can see why. Darius Leonard is also in that same draft, Well, also in that same draft, so someone that has created those turnovers consistently, and we'll just have to see how Roquan really takes his defense and can obviously play in it. So you're telling me at the end of the season, if they're
0: still going through contract negotiations at that time, and maybe the turnover numbers aren't there, they'll use that. It's like a bargaining chimp. And, you know, they're like, oh, you know, well, Darius Leonard and Royal Coins like, hey, my arms are two inches shorter. And that matters. I'm doing the best I can, but I can't grow my arms any longer. I just quit doing that. Maybe. Maybe. he's Yeah.
1: Not nothing much you can do about that, but that is a, it's a key part. And it does help. Two inches helps. <laughs>
0: Nomad said, you know, Roquan can get downhill, <laughs> and on blitzes, a lot faster, you know, than Leonard. And you mentioned the speed as well. I thought that was a good point to bring up. And I did look at this when we did our defensive rankings earlier this week, like how those linebackers were used. And you said they were, you know heavily being featured as part of like blitz packages and between the mic and the will, because again, we all will discuss those positions here in the show too, and who we think will end up where, but no matter which position a linebacker was playing for, for the Colts, each average over 40 blitz attempts for the entire season. So expect to see you know, Roquan up around the line of scrimmage, shooting some gaps, going after quarterbacks, and some of those run blitzes too to try to, you know, burst through the line and make a play in the backfield, which we know he's highly capable of because he's a tackle for loss machine. All right, that does it for Roquan Smith. Let's go down to tier two, which I'm going to call a starter and a question mark. And let's start with, well, the starter, and that's Nicholas Morrow. The Bears signed him pretty quickly, you know, once free agency starts, uh, with the intent of him, of course, being a starter in Chicago. He hasn't played in 2020. That ankle injury kept him out all of last season. Uh, But I mentioned this earlier this week, like when he's healthy, he's another linebacker like Roquan that has like a variety of skills. Uh, Maybe not to the same exact degree, but he does have that versatility to his game, uh, being effective both against the run, getting after quarterbacks off of blitzes. He had three sacks in 2020, and he's also very good in coverage. He had nine PBUs in his last full season, 2020, which led all linebackers in the league. And that was despite only playing in 14 games this season and of course when you're a good coverage linebacker and you do all these things well that's a must to be you know an effective backer in the NFL and today's world that we live in so Nick I just want to know like based off everything that you've seen in OTAs uh, what you heard from him and some of those interviews up in House Hall like do you believe that Nicholas Morrow still has and I quote like it can he be an effective player for the Bears this season
1: I think he can be I think he fits with this scheme and you know playing alongside Roquan Smith's definitely going to help a, a Nicholas Morrow who who hasn't played uh, on next to a guy of that caliber, but you see his intangibles, the speed, being a former safety in college, and then being converted to that linebacker position that he is now, it translates. Those nine passes defended, there's a reason for that. And even you go back, to, 2020 was his breakout season, but 2019 he had 73 total tackles, four passes defended, mm-hmm. so he was kind of building this consistency of being a guy that was in the right position at the right time and could make the play. And obviously, 2021 was unfortunate for him with that season-ending ankle injury. But I think Nicholas Moro can be a good complement to a, a Roquan Smith. And he was the guy that had the headset on. So, And I don't know if that's going to be what comes in this season. If he's going to be the one calling plays, that would indicate he's the mic. But how the the coaches have been saying, how even Morrow was saying, it's like they're interchangeable. Like any given, uh, maybe a personnel decision on the offense could indicate where more will line up or where Roquan Smith will line up so I'm not too worried about who is the status of a, a Mike a will and how what their their given responsibilities are in any given play but I think he does have the the skill set to do it it's just he's a season removed from football let's see how he can get equated back into it and, and see it ultimately happen in games Right. How much
0: rust has accumulated and how quickly can he knock it off? For some of my questions heading into training camp when it comes to, you know, Nicholas Moro here. And you mentioned one of his best attributes, and that's speed. Both of the Bears starting, at, you know, inside linebackers here, they can fly. Like they really can. And I think it's that blend of speed and the versatility that each have it gives me hope that they can be a successful tandem in Chicago this year. And I, I, you said it, it's interchangeable. Will, who's Mike? Does it matter? Like, even if someone's playing Will, like, say they put, you know, Morrow over at Will, he can still have the headset on. Like, he doesn't have to be lined up in quote Mike to be the guy receiving the calls, getting guys in place. And I know Morrow has experience in this defense as well. So he has probably why, because he doesn't have to, he doesn't have as big as a learning curve than Roquan does. And even though I say, you know, Roquan has a learning curve, he's a player that, that doesn't bother me. Like, I expect him to be a master of this defense before camp breaks without question. But do you have a guess at who's going to end up at Will? Who's going to
1: end up at Mike? And then afterwards, like, at
0: the end of the day, does not even matter?
1: Uh, prediction, I think it will be Morrow as the quote-unquote Mike, uh, Roquan as the Will, and does it matter? Nope, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter in terms of who's what in this defense. Because, again, on any given play, like Nicholas Morrow, I asked him the question, like, what does that matter? And he's like, well, again, the personnel could change what we do. And if I'm Mike one play and they split out a tie down out wide, our responsibilities can change. So I don't think it will matter. It's just everyone just needs to be on the same page. Like Roquan and Nicholas Morrow cannot have any mental lapses. Like, oh, I thought you were, quote, unquote, Will. And so you're taking the responsibilities of the same guy that's where it can become an issue but as long as you're kind of hammering that out throughout the OTAs the mini camps and obviously training camp i think the, i think the bears will be just fine
0: and i think that's perhaps one of the bigger challenges for this duo will be the communication roquan smith has had 4 years uh get, you know partnering with danny trevathan and of course with trevathan's health and injury history there were other players kind of thrown in as well but primarily like that was the tandem. That was the duo that was in Chicago. Now he has a new partner with a new defense and different verbiage and terminology and different responsibilities. So it's going to take some time to kind of iron that out, get on the same page because ideally you want them almost in sync. Like, They can almost give each other a look and they know what the other person's thinking. They don't have to even be verbal at times, but making sure they get the right checks in place, communicating effectively. Like to me, that may be the biggest challenge that they have as a, you know, a tandem together on top of Moro, just knocking off that general rust. Anything else uh, on either Moro or Moro with Roquan in general? You know, we've been talking
1: about Wills and Nicholas's, uh, I think, for a good chunk here yeah we have i didn't even realize that until you mentioned it um but no i think we have a covered. we know those two guys or we know we definitely know roquan we know what nicholas morrow can be and then this is where the discussion of linebackers gets um murky and interesting at the same time
0: yeah uh, this whole conversation's been interesting murky uh, i will definitely give you that nick so uh I, like i said this year it's called a starter and a question mark so my quote question mark is matt adams like the off the field thing i get to like that's gonna be part of this equation i feel like if the bears were gonna do anything it would have been done uh so I, I expect him to be here once cap opens and the off the field issue which was a misdemeanor they'll figure it out and at the end of the day like i i'm i'm just gonna let it be what it's gonna be and we'll, we'll go from there uh, but for matt adams you know the Bears signed him in the hope that he could potentially win the starting strong side backer position, Sam, if you want to throw another name out there, all while being a true special teams ace in Chicago. Adams was Pro Football Focus's 2021 NFL All-Pro team. Like He made that as the best special teams player that wasn't like a punter or a kicker in the entire NFL last season, because he just has so much value and experience and he plays well on kick return, kick coverage, punt return, punt coverage, field goal block units. He's everywhere uh, when it comes to special teams. And he also has a lot of experience in this defense coming from Indianapolis. And even though he does have the experience I don't think he's a lock to become the Sam Backer. There are some young players that are kind of chomping at the bit to do so. But Nick, I want to know what you think. Uh, are there some reasons why, you know, Adams can and perhaps can or won't uh, win this job?
1: Well, why he can win this job is he's been the first player in the starting defense at the Sam position. As you try to f- swat that fly away, well, it's
0: it's been bothering me for. Like, I saw it earlier. The,
1: the earlier the podcast, like, come here. Come I'm here. trying to
0: tell the kid, like, when you're outside, close the door, and then always walk, and the door is like
1: cracked open. I'm like, oh. I just want one day just, and then just kind of throw the fly off screen. But to answer <laughs> your question with Matthew Adams, like, he has been the the one con- consistently, I would say, with the first team when they go to that traditional four three defense, he is a third linebacker on the field. And so having that that um, familiarity with being in Indianapolis the past four seasons with Iberflus, that's gonna help. He know Iberflus knows what he's about. He's a, he's a core special teamer. He knows the the work he puts into it. And honestly, the Sam linebacker, as it was told by by Iberflus is is not gonna be as prominent. It's not gonna be on the field as much. Most likely, you're gonna go into a dime over it unless it is. A heavy run situation then you'll, you'll kind of see the sam be out there but right now it's been matthew adams i don't know how this this um arrest and charge with the misdemeanor affects things but maddie refluse if anybody knows what he's about and i don't think that's a reflection of who matthew adams is again he was um what he was arrested in charge with the firearm possession so again i i don't if something were to have been hat like finalized. I think it would have happened already, but I think the Bears know who he is, especially Iberflus.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think firearms are a big thing right now in terms of, like, just people's attention. I don't know what it was, perhaps, but he had a license for it. He wasn't using it, like, anyway. He just had it in his car, and he just let the officer know, like, hey, I have it. But the license wasn't for Illinois yet, and he did. He mm-hmm. came from the Colts, and so I don't know where the license was, but it could have been Indiana, and it's just one of those things, like, i'm gonna say it happens like you move from state to state you forget to update your driver's license and then you know that's a whole bureaucracy issue as well so i'm i'm gonna let the bears figure this one out but as of right now he's on this team and i expect the bears to uh, want to keep him around just to the value that he does provide uh on the field but i mean that's really all i got from him i know he's a really good special teamer he'd probably be solid at sam Uh, he's a bigger linebacker not as fast but he's strong and he can go up there and uh, be effective against the run and like you said it's not going to be a big part of this defense i would be very surprised if whoever plays sam or just the sam position in general sees the field more than a third of the snaps all season long like if it's more than 33% uh, i think i would be you know pretty surprised so it's still a minor role but still an important one on some you know heavier run down situations that and of course you don't want to give up those yards you want someone that can be stout there Uh, As well. All right. So up next, we're going to get to tier three and we're going to do some season predictions as well. But before we do, I just want to let you know, like if you enjoy CHGO, one way that you can help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use that code uh, CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. And if you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. And in case you missed it, online signup is now available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook. And it's easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points. Bet gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Here we go, Nick. Final portion of our show. We have tier three to get to, which I'm lumping everyone in. So they are officially dubbed as the rest. We have Joe Thomas. He's an eighth-year veteran. He's 30 years old. He's bounced around between Green Bay, Dallas, Houston, and Baltimore last year. Uh, 218 career tackles since joining the league in 2015. He's played in 50% of special team snaps wherever he's been, all but two seasons. And in those two years, it's because he played over 50% of the defensive snaps. Had taken a larger role there, so then he... Bounced off his special teams role and lost a little bit of that, but he also has experience in a very similar defense. He played under Rod Marinelli, someone that Coach Ibrflus looks up to as a mentor. Uh, well, Rod is a mentor to Matt. I just want to make sure I got that one clear. The other way around may not make too much sense. Then we have Noah Dawkins, a two-year veteran, mostly a practice squad player since joining the league in 2019. Caleb Johnson, we know him. We saw him last year, an undrafted free agent that sat down with the Bears last season to be a very core special teams member, playing in about 70% of those snaps. Someone that really just came out of nowhere in camp last year. Then you have Jack Sanborn, the undrafted free agent out of Wisconsin. Christian Albright, the undrafted free agent out of Ball State. And CJ Avery, the UDFA out of Louisville. So, we all know, you know, Adam's not here. And if he was, he let us know that his eyes are just going to be glued on Jack Sanborn uh, for all of training camp. But out of this group, is that where you would lean as well, Nick? Or is there someone else uh, that you're looking at? Obviously, you know, Samburn looks like he has potential to get himself into the conversation to per, uh, compete for that Sam spot in camp. I just want to know, like, where's your mind? Because I look at this and
1: now I get worried about the depth uh, at this position. Yeah, because the quality of players, obviously, when you're at this point in any roster is going to dip down. But yes, it would be like a Sanborn, who I think has made a few plays here and there with the, the third team defense when we were able to check him out. Adam, you know, made clear of that when we were watching, like he was the one who was watching UW-Madison. Um, but Joe Thomas, he does have a lot of experience, Will, and I look at, what he did last season he played for houston and then went to baltimore had 109 snaps in houston on special teams and i think what we're looking for here at this point of the roster who are those linebackers that could be key contributors on the special teams aspect and i look at a guy like joe thomas a veteran i look at a guy like jack sanborn uh and caleb johnson even that's that's where you are really find the value if you have to dig this deep Um, and again, one injury can really realistically push everybody up. That's what obviously happens. But this point you're looking for core special teamers who you can consistently rely on will just run down their lanes and make the plays that you want them to make in that, that phase. But nobody that has a, that crazy upside, if anybody like, uh, again, uh, for Adam's sake, like Jack Sanborn, just, he just seems like a guy that makes a lot of tackles, eight an Illinois native as well, where he went to Lake Zurich High School from Deer Park. So, obviously familiar with the with the Chicago Bears. But a lot of these guys, uh, I look at special teams. That's how they will impact, make an impact in 2022.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's really where we're at right now. And when you look at who's on this list, Caleb Johnson is a proven effective special teams player. Same thing with Matthew Adams. Same thing for Joe Thomas, as I've mentioned. So, there are people there that fit uh, exactly what you are saying there, Nick. And out of this group, I think, you know, Jack, it will be the one for me as well. He's just such a sound linebacker. Like he has those fundamentals down. He's just not, an elite athlete. Like he doesn't have that top end speed like Roquan or Nicholas Morrow. He's not that rangy player in space, but he is a little bit of a bigger body. He can be that thumper, you know, that downhill thumper that's attacking the run. And I think, you know, when he's reading or acting against a run, he he's done that well in Wisconsin that should translate over. And that's why he could, I think, if he makes some of those plays that you mentioned, he's already doing an OTAs also in training camp with more people in attendance, that's when he gets some buzz generated and perhaps that's his shot. Again, it was this time last year when we were going through this similar list and we're like, and they have Caleb Johnson. And that's all we said about him. That's all we really knew. And then Mm -hmm. he just came out of nowhere. And so it happens. And so I just want to at least give Jack, you know, a window of opportunity here without saying like, oh, there's no shot. Like there's a legitimate chance that he can do that. And that's one thing that I'm excited to go see in training camp all right nick we've talked about the linebackers now on this roster i want to know who makes the team i looked at indianapolis they kept six linebackers mm-hmm. on their roster last year are you going to go with that six as like a, a template or are you changing it up
1: i'm going with it as a template a benchmark if you will for what maybe the bears will do this season with their linebackers. So my six are Roquan Smith, Nicholas Morrow, Matthew Adams, Joe Thomas. I do have Jack Sanborn making it. And also the last one being Caleb Johnson as a six linebackers that will round out this list. And again, like the Colts in, in 2021, also like you said, had six. And those six linebackers, they also had six linebackers with over 100 special team snaps. Two guys had 350 or more, two players with 200 or more. So... That's They find a lot of special teams contributors through that linebacker's position, specifically the bottom-end guys.
0: Yeah, I have the same exact six as you. I didn't think this would be one where we're going super askew. I really didn't think, like, all right, CJ Avery, Christian Albright or locks to make this team. It's I'm excited to see more about them uh, at camp, and perhaps mm-hmm. they can show... Why they should stick around as like a practice squad development type of player. And there's a lot of value there. And you never know if an injury happens, who's that next man up to get activated to the roster? And then they become that special team's contributor as well. So they're definitely players to keep an eye on to at camp. But yeah, same six as you. Uh, I don't think it surprises all too many people. Maybe the Joe Thomas one, just because it's a name that I don't think a lot of Bears fans know of right now. But when you look into him, his experience. Uh, no matter where he's gone, he's made the team. Like I know he's bounced around throughout his career, but he's made final rosters, and he's been an effective special teams player no matter where he's gone. And I, I think that's exactly what the Bears are looking to get out of him, too, for you know a very minimal contract and uh, you know just have someone there to hold down that spot. All right, Nick, let's play some over-under and do some predictions for this season. You ready? Let's talk. You were just kind of doing some typey-typeys, and I was like, maybe you're researching something
1: oh you know like i have uh the youtube uh stream actually right next to me so i'll type in there in the chat and stuff but yeah it's just over to the left on the new monitor i got which is awesome i can have like four mini screens that are all legit like i can actually see they're not like so small that you can't see anything it's like hey this is legit there's like a little tablet on each side so it's been great so far how big is that monitor uh this is a 32 inch curved all right uh, damn, okay, this this works. They should have had this way longer. The, the little one, the little monitors over to my right here. I don't even know how big that one is, but inches matter.
0: I was going to say, the, the inches come up mattering yet again in today's episode. All right, so over, under, have a handful of these for us today. Let's start off with Roquan. and a half total tackles for Roquan Smith. 163 last year. Does he go over 169 and a half or under it
1: 169 nice um mm-hmm. man that's a lot of tackles there well uh i think i'll say over uh, i'll go 171 but man that's <laughs> that seems really high though seems really high so maybe i'm too optimistic on what roquan can do in year one in this defense but i'll go over Okay, I like it. Uh, I'm going to just say slightly under just
0: because he has Moro, who should also assist getting some of these numbers. And on top of that, as well, like he has this is a big number. And ideally, this defensive line is making some plays in front of him as well. But they are going to be asking Roquan to be all over the field and, you know, knows the football, just finding it. So I think there's a chance that he could easily get over 170 because, again, he's only at 163 last year. And, well, Here's the a, only other caveat I have. The go defense ahead, should be on the field less,
1: hopefully. Yeah? That's what yeah. Well, there were two games last season where they had 81 defensive snaps. It was the game against Cleveland and the game against Baltimore. So the defense was on the field for a majority of the game. I don't think that will be the case this season where the offense is completely non-existent. So maybe it will be less because there will be less opportunities for a defense, which is good. Rest is good.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not about the number of tackles. It's about just making the plays that you're supposed to make. And if the defense is on the field as much, that means your offense is. And that's not a bad problem to have. All right. 16.5 PBUs for Roquan and Nicholas Morrow combined over under 16 and a half.
1: Seems like a lot. I know. I know Nicholas Morrow had the nine in 2020. And then Rowan um, had like 12, so that's that's giving you over, t- what, 21
0: right there, and I'm only setting it at 16 and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you are. Um, I'll go under on the 16 and a half uh, for the PBUs. Not that these linebackers won't be in position. I'm just going to go under in this category. Okay. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say there's going to be a
0: lot of hands-on balls on this defense in general, and the linebackers are going to be a big part of it. And I've mentioned, like, they're both really good linebackers in coverage. They can make plays on the football and they've both proven they can get a lot of pass breakups although if we can turn more of those interceptions i'm not going to complain but i'm going to give it uh, an over and the middle of the field officially becomes a no fly zone in chicago and uh, i'm happy about that all right 19.5 tackles for loss for roquan and nicholas morrow combined
1: well, you talked about, there's probably going to be more opportunities for these linebackers to blitz, be in the backfield, especially with the stunt stunting that the defensive line will do. So I'm going to go over 19 and a half and put it at 25. All right. I'm going to go over as well. I'll say 22, uh, just to be slightly
0: more modest and last but not least 2.5 interceptions for all linebackers combined this season. What do you got? <sighs>
1: Roquan's got, what,
0: one each? Is it one each season? or is He's that... had one each season, but one year, maybe it was
1: 2018, he had two. Okay. I mean, I think their uh, defenses are going to want to attack the middle, if, or try to, especially given what the Bears may have on the outside. Um, what was the number at again, Will, for the over? Two, Under? two and a half.
0: And, and again, half. Sam Backer counts here, if that floats your fancy, to help you sway your decision. No? Nah, okay, Not the Sam. We'll go over. <laughs>
1: we'll put it at Three um yeah we'll put it at three for for the over on the interceptions
0: all right i'm gonna say over as well just to be well optimistic and i, I think it's quietly possible i think roquan could get three himself Like that's really within their own possibility and if morrow can get one or two icing on the cake all right we're gonna move from over under to some true or false nick true or false roquan smith gets his extension in chicago
1: after the season Ooh, after the season, um, will it happen before? No, I don't. I don't know mm. if that discussion is even happening. He doesn't have an agent, too. I don't think that helps him in his discussion to get that contract. But I'm gonna go true. Uh, the Bears, they're gonna have money, and money will be well spent if you extend Roquan Smith to be a part of this team. Yep, he better
0: be around. If not, then like, what are they actually doing here? I would. Uh... Sour on Ryan Buls quickly yeah. for some reason. Yeah, that he's like, ah, oh, we don't want Roquan around. Like, come on now. Uh, true or false, Roquan gets either all pro or pro bowl honors for the first time this season. I ask this like every year, and I feel like we're like, true, it's easy, it's gonna happen, but yet again, it's like a copy and paste for me. What do we got? True or false.
1: He, he gets those second team all pros. He's hands on the first team, and again, it is the because first team's all he, I'm counting. Yeah, it's it's like it's because he's on the Bears. It really is. I mean, and they're just never, and really, they're just not competitive once it gets later in the season. Um, and that could be the case this season, Will. Um, I'm going to say false. He does not get either one this year. And that's not a discredit to Roquan. It's honestly just how the whole system works.
0: I asked a question earlier about Will or Mike. Does it even matter? No, exactly. It's just a label. (laughs) It doesn't change what type of player he is here in Chicago. Although I'm sure he would personally like to start getting some of those accolades like underneath his belt. So when time passes and people look back at his career, it'll be like three time pro bowler multiple time, all pro because you know, people quickly glance. So I'm sure he wants to get some of that uh, under his belt too. true or false. Nicholas Morrow shows enough to sign another contract with the bears after his one year deal expires.
1: Oh, it's uh very similar to the what Thomas Graham question that you had yesterday. Almost like mm-hmm. uh, if he plays well enough. So Nicholas Morrow, um, I'll go true there. Uh, I think he's gonna again have that resurgent year they didn't have in twenty twenty one because he had some consistent years building off of each other. So I'll go true, and it's, I don't think it's gonna be very uh, a lucrative deal where he, you know, the Bears are gonna want to say no unless another team sees what he what he did this season. It's like we'll pay you more, but I, I think it'll be true.
0: I do too. Uh, like you said, knock off the rust, get back to what we saw in twenty twenty, and if he shows he's a fit, he's twenty seven currently, if I remember correctly, he's high twenties, and I think he has a couple more years before he hits that three zero. So he, they could sign him to like a two year deal mm-hmm. if he proves to be someone that they. Have confidence in, in this defense for a couple of years, and I, I think he can prove that. So, I'm gonna say true as well. I just have hope that we don't have to, like, all right, next offseason, let's find another linebacker yet again. And you know, it almost will turn into the safety position under the previous yeah. regime. Like, all right, one year deals, haha, Clinton Dix, Travis Gibson, Travis Gibson
1: again. Uh, geez, all
0: right, last so we real called. quickly. Well, looks yes, like me
1: Nicholas Morrow uh july 10th was his birthday so i think did he just turn 27 july 10th 1995 so he Hmm. what 27 yeah so still still in uh prime time of his career but uh, again what jailbreak said in the comments morrow has to stay healthy he definitely does
0: i i can't call 27 old my wife turned 27 this year in june so if i did that you're uh you're no, Uh, she's (laughs) run down here like what yeah yeah (laughs) i get in trouble uh, rather quickly all right uh, fill in the blank nick if there is one concern to have with this unit heading into the season
1: it is blank i mean it's the 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 depth if one of these guys goes down like let's be realistic about this if someone else has to come up and play roquan's position then you make, make more of that guy then who's gonna be that next step is it is it a joe thomas who has experience? Is it going to be um, a Matthew Adams who's primarily a special teamer? It's it's depth. And if anything goes wrong in terms of injuries, the Bears will have a problem at that position. Dak agrees with you. I agree with you. It's what I put in my
0: notes. Fill in the blank. The best word to describe Roquan and Nicholas Mario, the, the tandem heading into the season. Like, What's the one word that describes that duo? Fast. Yep, I put speed. A little okay. different, but exactly the same. Yes, And then usually like for this section, I will do like, you know, blank will blah, 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 like lead the team or whatever, whenever here it's every time it would have been Roquan Smith. So I just decided mm-hmm. to omit those. Like, is that fair? Yeah, that that's fair. Well, that's fair. Okay. like I could have came up with one on the spot, but I'm like, it's just going to be <laughs> yeah, Roquan, Roquan. All right. Roquan. Roquan. All right. Bold predictions. What
1: do you have in store for us? What is your, do you want me to go first actually? I mean, I have one, right? Okay, so what he asked me yesterday, that was on the spot because you know me, always forgetting. But I thought about this one, was really just trying to think what would be good. And my I'll, I'll go with mine. Uh, well, Roquan Smith, like we talked about, he has one forced fumble in his career. His entire career, four years with the Bears. Making that comparison again, Darius Leonard, same draft, 36 overall in 2018, has 17 forced fumbles. That's an outrageous number. Leonard had eight last season, and he also had four as a rookie. I think Roquan Smith, he has all the intangibles, too. He's always around the ball carrier, makes a lot of tackles. Now that emphasis on creating turnovers has been evident in in all the camps, uh, the practices. So Roquan will get six forced fumbles this season.
0: Damn, if he does that, then he's going to get some of those... uh... Accolades that he's yes. been eluding uh, him so far throughout uh, his career. I have three bold predictions and I couldn't decide. I'm just going to ramble them. You can tell me which one you like. Uh, 20 tackles for loss for Roquan Smith alone. 18 was his career high. Why can't he beat out his best season in a defense that should allow him to flow to the ball even more effectively? I also have three interceptions this year for Roquan. Like I said, his career best in a single season is two. Why not have a slight uptick? And then this one, if you want to go bold, Nicholas Morrow has over 100 combined
1: tackles this season. Wow. Uh, I think that one might be the most bold with the Nicholas Morrow. Uh, but no, they're all, they're all great. And if any of these happens, any of them, I mean, the Bears are looking pretty good at, at their interior linebacker spots. But I like the Nicholas Morrow one. Not bad for
0: a team that only has two or three you know, players that can start elsewhere in the league uh, if that ends up being uh, the case. All right, Nick, last thing we need to do is hand out our confidence meters uh, for linebacker. Again, a confidence meter is a scale of 1 to 10, just how well, confident we are in this position heading into the year. Where are you at? I know yesterday we we're hovering around like 7 and a half. Are you around the same? Because I kept finding myself nearly
1: in the same boat. Yeah, and I may have been maybe too bullish on the secondary yesterday. So I'm like, all right, Nick, check yourself here with the linebackers. I'm at like a 7.3. We know, we know exactly who Roquan Smith is and what he will do in this defense. Nicholas Morrow and the potential, then everybody else. But we just need to see that tandem work out. And if the defensive line can do its job, it's going to free up these linebackers to play productive and get those stats that, you know they're definitely capable of. I'm going to seven point three, and you know Roquan Smith definitely elevates that 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 confidence I have in him. Nicholas Morrow needs to show that he that year removed from football isn't going to impact him too much. But I like that tandem, and it goes back to that one word: speed, and and just being fast. And why they could be a good duo together.
0: One hundred percent. I'm at a seven point six six. Uh, I got there. I did math. You know, your favorite subject here today. (laughs) (laughs) I did uh, Roquan. I gave him a 10. Like, no question about it. Like, 10 out of 10, confident Roquan. Nicholas Morrow, maybe slightly generous, but I gave him a 7.5. And then depth, again, maybe slightly generous, uh, but a 5.5. And then that average came out to 7.66. And alas there we are for my number and i think relatively that's. i mean it's it's very similar to yours and i don't want to kind of rehash everything that's what this whole episode has been about we've already said our thoughts okay. on all of these guys uh for sure and i think overall when you look at the starters you're feeling all right it's hard not to when you have roquan out there and outside of that you got to see what it is and i mm-hmm. we're gonna get to the same spot in terms of like Questioning the depth, I feel like for more positions than that this year, just due to the cautious approach that Ryan Poles is kind of taking throughout this retool, rebuild era that the Bears are currently in. All right, I think that doesn't make any last thoughts for the week before
1: we close shop. I uh, no, everyone enjoy their weekend. Thank you for tuning in to each of the episodes this week, and you know Will and I will be back next week, kind of continuing our countdown to camp series and previewing more players, more positions. So. Make sure you tune in, check those out all next week.